broadcasting from the PilatesPodcast.com. You're listening to Beyond the Movement with your host, Heidi Miller. Hello, and thank you for joining Beyond the Movement, the Pilates Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Miller. Today, I have some really great things to share with you. And uh, before I start, I'd like to just uh, let you know that I do have a little bit of a cold today. So you may hear, hear a little bit of sniffling, a little bit of coughing, and things like that. So I hope you can bear with that. But what I'd like to share with you today is an experience that I had and an epiphany that happened around that and many things that happened even as a result of that, even within my life. And all of it, what I always find so amazing is that all of this is because of what I have experienced in movement. And that has been uh, my medium to really figuring myself out as a person, as a teacher, um, it's been my journey. It's, it's all been through this wonderful uh, movement. And so one of the forms of movement I was doing um, was yoga. I, was, I went to a yoga certification uh, weekend workshop, and I went with some friends. And the purpose of going was not so much for me to then go, okay, now I can teach yoga. It was more for um, understanding it more. And not only that, but having the knowledge that Joe was inspired by yoga and wanted to understand uh, more of the parallels and more of the similarities and things like that, had always had just a general understanding of it, but can honestly say that from this workshop really, really embodied that idea and really felt like I understood where Joe was coming from. I had no idea I was going to have such a powerful experience at this workshop. I was going for the purpose of nurturing myself, for understanding yoga more, for being with my friends, for having a good time, that kind of thing. Uh, but the experience was just amazing, and I'd like to, I'd like to share some of those epiphanies that I've had around that. So one of the things is that I was doing some movements the other morning. I was doing the sun salutations. And what I like about that is that you're doing the same movement over and over and over again for a series. Uh, For example, I would do a series of 10 movements, but I wouldn't just do them once. I would do them five times. So by the time I had gotten done experiencing those the fifth time around, I really felt free is is the only word I can say is I felt amazingly free. And what I had been, what I have been on a search for in Pilates for in my teaching and everything, we all know the principles of Pilates. And two of those principles are smooth and flowing movement, preciseness. Those two principles, I, for me, I have always struggled to find a great balance of those And not just a great balance of those within the studio with my students, because I think that over time, it's much easier over time to give your students this sense of preciseness and then also the sense of smooth and flowing. And so I want to share with you what I have now been doing in my math classes and the experience that my students have been sharing with me as a result of how I'm teaching my math classes 
And so one of the things that, first of all, I'd like to mention who the master yogi was who was teaching this workshop. And he wasn't just teaching us yoga. He was teaching us so beyond that. It was really just everything he said was just, for me, it felt like like just gold. It was just everything he said, you, I was enthralled and just totally in, in love with everything. And it was just amazing. But his name is John Domenico. I'll make sure in the show notes to put um, a link to his website. Amazing uh, teacher, but also just amazing person. And what he had to teach really did go beyond the movement. So anyway, one of the things that I remember him, that he kept saying that really helped me let go. And that's part of what I'm going to be talking about today is, is letting go, is that He kept saying, allow yourself to experience the movement. And he kept saying this over and over again to the point that I did. I let myself go. I let everything go. And I just let myself experience the movement. And wow, there was so much power in that. It was just, I felt like I had unleashed myself. I was free. It was just absolutely amazing. And I thought, this is it. This is what... I have been missing in the teaching, in my way of teaching Pilates. And I realized I've been on this quest of, with my teaching, on trying to always give my students this magical experience, either through imagery or guiding them through themselves and, and everything. But what I've always gotten tripped up on is that the conversation always ends up coming around to where they have to really think about the movement. And I think that that's a really great thing. But sometimes I also believe that you can think too much about how you're doing the movement that you may miss out on the experience of it. And so to me, this felt like the answer for me and my teaching and um, and helping my students feel the experience of the movement, but also the preciseness of the movement. So what I have done is I have structured my mat class, for example, and I have a small studio. So I have seven people in a mat class and, and I have um, my customers, my clients come in every week usually the same class. So it's easy for me to be able to kind of be able to teach this group and and keep them going in the same direction together. And what I have been doing is the first half a class, I warm them up. And even in the warm ups, like I'll give them like a series of three exercises and we'll warm up with those three exercises. And I don't just stop with doing those three exercises only once. I've been actually using the uh, repetitive movement. The first time I teach them, I teach them how they're doing the movement, the focus of what I want them to have during class. And those three warm-up movements are setting the premise for what I want them to experience in class. The second time I have them, again, you know, understand why they're doing it, try to really get to the preciseness. I'm walking around, making sure they're all getting it right, doing small corrections. The third time is when I start to let them have a little bit of sense of freedom. And I kind of evaluate as I'm watching the class, am I giving them too much freedom? Are they 
kind of flopping around, or are they really starting to get it? The fourth time is where I have to let go as a teacher, and I have to just let them experience the movement and try to keep my mouth shut as I'm letting them experience the movement. And then the fifth time is really about everybody letting go. It's about me letting go. It's about them letting go and just experiencing the movement. Now, it doesn't have to be five. There's no rules here. You know, it's just that it seems like the five or six times, or you can just watch your class and kind of see, hey, now they're kind of getting into the rhythm of it. They're doing this all right. And then what I've been doing is then I'll do the same thing through, for example, I'll, I'll tell you the five movements that I've been working on with my um, students this past week or two, as I'll, um, you know, do the hundred, uh, roll up, single leg circle, rolling like a ball, and then spine stretch. So I'll spend a good amount of time really going over what do I want them to really get out of these movements today? What's the preciseness I want them to have? And and the most important thing is to have a focus. Have a focus. Have a theme for your class. Sometimes that focus or that theme can shift. It can change. You can never, you don't want to lock yourself up into anything. You just want to kind of flow with class, flow with your students, notice what they need more of. And as you get to know your students, you get a little bit better at seeing what they need more of. But Find a focus, teach them the first five movements with that focus, explaining as much detail as you want to. The first time you kind of have a little liberty to talk as much as you want. And uh, and then the second time, you know, you're kind of scaling back a little bit on the talking. You're trying to come up with maybe some some really good images that uh, each time they do the hundred or each time they do the roll up, you're saying the same thing over and over again so that it starts to be somewhat repetitive and the imagery is successful. You have to make sure that what you're saying is making sense to them. The third time, try just using just the imagery and then say, again, the same things over again. The fourth time, again, you know, third time you released some of the extra words. The fourth time you start to release into maybe just a few words, really allowing the students to experience the movement. And then the fifth time, I've even tried just being quiet and just breathing with them to create the rhythm or just saying little cues for them to know that this is where they're going next. So basically, we end up doing the first five movements So the hundred, the roll up, the single leg circle, the rolling like a ball, and spine stretch. Five times doing the series over and over again with all the transitions and each time doing, excuse me, doing um, five of each. So for hundred, for example, instead of doing hundred, I was doing 50. uh, And then for the roll up five, single leg circle five, rolling like a ball five, spine stretch five. So it still stays within those five to eight repetitions. And part of uh, what I've experienced, what my students have experienced, is that because of the way that I have been teaching these movements, they have, it's almost like they have the song in their head, and and maybe they can't get it out, but they've got the song in their head, and they're going, okay, I can repeat this when I go home, because they've repeated the same series five times, 
but also they repeated the same series five times with the same cues. And every week, you know, every class, it changes a little bit because obviously you, you, you want them to learn more than just the five cues or the five movements or whatever. But what's been fun about structuring class this way is I feel like I've got 30 minutes to really go over the preciseness of what I want them to have. And then the last half of class, I feel like I kind of let them let their hair down a little bit and really experience a smooth and flowing capacity of what they should experience and have some individuality, some, um, and, and I really, they have, it's like they have broken free. It's just, it's just absolutely amazing. So I, um, that was the epiphany I had around um, doing the yoga workshop. And it, I'll, I'm excited to share with you as I progress on, on how this starts to move about. And again, let's not forget that, that Joe was really, truly inspired a lot by yoga. And then he took all this into this magnificent repertoire and the equipment and, and everything. So he truly uh, was a genius. And it's so fun to be able to find these little parts of where he was inspired by and kind of understand him better. I think it's, you know, when we start to understand where he was coming from and what maybe our perception of where we feel like he was coming from, we can only say what we say based on our own uh, experience, our own perception, and also based on what we've read. We can't really say what he was doing, but we can at least understand more and more of what we're teaching and just how and it's just amazing. What we're teaching is just absolutely amazing. What we're experiencing is amazing. So let's take this, um, let's take this beyond even even that. Let's take this beyond the movement even more and let's take this into what have I experienced now. And and I have to say I am I am just a person who is on a journey. And what I have really learned in this last month or so is that every experience I have is my personal experience. It's my own perceptions, my own judgments, my own uh, experience through this. And, and, and what I can share with you is just me as a person on this journey having these experiences. So you just take it as you take it. You know, you go, hey, I can relate to that or I have no idea what she's talking about yet or anything like that. But what I want to share with you is is the um, letting go. You know, for me, uh, like I share with you, letting go in my teaching to some degree uh, was really a sense of freedom. And, and it was not a letting go of something to, uh, to lose it. So, for example, um, if you let go of something that you're so afraid of losing – Think of one thing that you're holding on to so tightly because you're afraid of losing it. It can be a person, it can be a thing, it can be a fear, it can be anything. And when you think about that one thing that you're holding on to so tightly, I have this image of a boomerang. And I think a lot of you know what a boomerang is. If you throw it uh, correctly, a lot of times it'll come back to you, Okay. So imagine that this thing that you're holding on to so tightly is a boomerang, but you've never thrown it. 
you just keep holding on to it so tightly so you don't know if that boomerang is going to come back or not because you haven't let go of it yet. And so if you pick one thing out of your life that you have been holding on to so tightly for the fear of losing it, think of it as that boomerang and just toss it. Get rid of it. See if see if it will come back. And chances are, if it's meant to be, if we're meant to have it, if it's meant to be in our life, it's if it's meant to be a part of our experience, chances are you're going to throw that boomerang right and it's going to come back to you. And so I think that in um, we can look at that in, in every aspect of our life, even beyond teaching. But remember, as teachers or as people in general, I mean, this is for students as well, but we act every single day based on our own life experience. We are who we are when we teach. We are who we are when we're parents. We are who we are when we're friends. We are who we are when we're spouses. We are who we are based on our life experience. And so remembering that, you, you know, just remember that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's important. So my, um, my journey and my uh, quest is to keep letting go so that I can see what can keep coming back um, to me. So now from here, I'd like to share with you this letting go of something else. I'm, I'm letting go of my walls, if you will. I would like to get out of my studio. I would like to break through the walls of this wonderful sound booth and I'd like to come out and I'd like to share these experiences with you in person. So when I'm developing and what um, I'm ready to break free with is I'm going to be doing some workshops. And one of the workshops I'm developing now is called Breaking the Mold, Finding Your Inner Teacher. And I would love to share this with you. I'd love to to get out of my area here and and come to you. So if you're interested in that, email me at Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at thepilatespodcast.com. And let me know uh, if you're interested where you're located and uh, what you're interested in, and maybe even some topics that you'd like to hear more about if you've been listening to the podcast and you'd like to understand um, something that I've shared, I've, I've shared a lot on here. I have a lot of knowledge that I could share, and I'm I'm ready to break free here. I'm ready to to run out of these these walls and 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 unleash myself and share all this with you. I'd like to end uh, today's show with a poem called "The Invitation" by Orla Mountain Dreamer. This poem was read to me at that yoga workshop that I went to, and it was very powerful, and I'd love to share it with you. It doesn't matter to me what you do for a living. I want to know of what you ache for and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you risk looking like a fool for love, for your dreams, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your sorrow if you have been opened by life's betrayals or have become shriveled or closed from fear of further pain. 
I want to know if you can sit with your own pain without moving to hide it or fade it or fix it. I want to know if you can be with your own joy, if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning yourself to be careful, to be realistic, or to remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you are telling me is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself, if you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul, if you can be faithful and therefore trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty, even when it's not pretty, every day, and if you can source from your own life beauty's presence. I want to know if you can live with your failure and still stand on the edge of the lake and shout to the sliver of the full moon, yes. It doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up after a night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone, and do what needs to be done for your family. It doesn't interest me who you know or how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from inside when all else fails away. If you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. I'd like to put a thank you out to John Domenico for the wonderful workshop that he had blessed me with that I had been in in first weekend of February. So again, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Heidi Miller.